Hello and welcome back to another episode of Losing Part of Me. In today's episode, I want to share with you all the things that have changed, the good, the bad, the totally unexpected things that have changed within me, my life, my family since I became sober. As I record this last solo episode of this season of this new podcast, It is the 13th of February and I have been sober for a year and about 44 days at this point. So I feel like maybe I have enough, well, so I was going to say I have enough kind of experience under my belt to talk about this, but I also know that this is by no means the end of this story and challenges will come up and struggles will come up and I will have to continue to, I don't want to say fight because it sounds so exhausting, but I will have to continue to work on this, on me, on staying sober. And it's not going to be just as straightforward as tick, I've done it now and forever will I be fine and not want another drink because I know that's not true. I know I will want another drink at some point and still do at points and that's what I mean by having to work at it and continue working at it. And I suppose as time goes on, I will have different reflections and different things to think about or struggles to talk about. But I wanted to share with you what's happened in the 12 months in terms of what's changed with me. I guess I've literally just written a list of things So I'm just going to go through this list in a very random way. But I guess some of the surprising ones were how long it took me to come back to me or a version of me. I honestly thought, give me a couple of weeks of being sober and I'll be able to face the world again. And that just wasn't true. I think if you had told me at the beginning, it was going to take me 10 months-ish to start to come back and feel any level of normality, I'm not sure I would have had the strength to do it or I would have thought I wouldn't have the strength to do it. But it did take me a long time. It took me a long time to feel good in a morning and to feel the things that I was really hoping to feel straight off the bat. It it took me a long time to stop absolutely craving alcohol and stop the thought of I would like a drink now and I might have a drink now and I need to just breathe so I don't have a drink. I guess that kind of brings me nicely on to the other thing that changed that was ginormous which was feeling my feelings and I felt like I couldn't breathe I felt like I had no way of managing or coping with any of these feelings I was feeling. So when I was sad, I was so sad. When I was angry, I was raging. And all I wanted to do was step off the planet and numb out and not numbing out in any way, shape or form. And I tried to look for other ways. I... And I'll be very honest with you, you know, I was debating whether 
I could take some medication to fall asleep. I remember reading in a book once that someone had taken night nurse because it knocked them out. So I bought night nurse. I had had some codeine left over from something that I had had. I used to have a gallstone and I was given codeine. So then I was like, brilliant, that might check me out for a bit. But none of it really did and none of it worked, which in hindsight was a good thing. And I guess that that's when I realised that this addiction was a real addiction because I was looking for alternatives to alcohol to give me the same effect. So learning how to navigate the world, my life, me, without having that ability to numb out and just step off the planet was like a massive, massive change. It was almost like I had not dealt with an emotion in a really, really long time. And then they all came flooding in and I had to deal with all of them. And that was really difficult. I guess some of the other things that, well, one of the things that didn't happen, which I expected to happen, was I hoped I would lose weight. I did a, I did some nutrition stuff with a friend who's a nutritionist and I tracked my units of alcohol and then turned that into calories or looked at the calories as well. And I could consume around 2000 calories a day in alcohol. And obviously getting drunk would then sort of spur me on to eat even more. So I really honestly thought that when I stopped drinking, I would lose a ton of weight. And luckily I didn't do it for that reason because that did not happen one little bit. Now, I would say that my appetite increased and also my sweet tooth increased. So I guess that was another change. I always said I didn't have a sweet tooth and I obviously did, but alcohol fixed that. Whereas when I finished drinking, I got a really sweet tooth and would crave sweet stuff. So even though my food increased, I still wasn't having the calories that I dropped from not drinking. So on paper, I should have lost weight and I didn't, which was a very annoying uh, thing that happened or didn't happen, I should say. I had, uh, I used to have constant stomach issues, which I used to thought was my celiac. And it turned out a lot of that was because of the drinking. So my stomach is nowhere near as bad and is much, much better um, than it used to be, which is awesome. One of the stupid, like, strange things that changed was when I would wake up in the morning after drinking, I would drink orange juice and water to, like, quench my thirst. And I would drink, like, potentially you know, a pint or two pints a day of that. And I watered it down because I knew having that much concentrate orange juice was not good. However, now I don't drink, we don't even buy orange juice. Whereas I would have genuinely got mad if one of the children had finished the orange juice and I'd woke up hungover and couldn't have it. So that's like a little weird one. Um, I really worried that when I stopped drinking, I would no longer be funny or the life and soul of a party, because I am a big character, I have a lot of energy, I 
Um, I joke I'm an extroverted introvert, so put me in front of people and I'm great and then I need my time. And I was really concerned that I would I would just not be funny and I would be no fun anymore. And coming up is an interview with my husband and we do talk about that. We talk about how that changed our dynamic in terms of fun. Um, but actually in front of people and on events, I was no different. So I was super, super glad about that. One of the other things that I guess has changed is I have no interest in going to a pub for a drink. Like in the days of, should we just go and have a drink at a pub or sit in a pub for the afternoon or whatever, or a bar or whatever it is, I have no interest doing that unless there's food there. I honestly feel like, what is the point? And that is getting a little bit easier, but it definitely, definitely was a problem um, to begin with. And I can, I can just about do it now, but in an ideal world, I don't want to go there unless there's food and then there's something for me. And I think that comes from a, like I said, you know, where, what's in it for me and, as I can't drink, it doesn't feel like anything's in it for me. Although I know that's not the only reason people go to pubs. Um, another thing that was a big and interesting change was my relationships with certain people. So my husband, I bring him on the podcast, we talk about it. There was a big change in relationship there. My family and some of my friends. I am the person who probably is the biggest life and soul of the party and will make the fool of themselves and is good fun when she's drunk and can always be guaranteed to be the loudest in the room. And that suits people. When you change yourself, when you work on yourself, what you do is you, everybody that you have a relationship with, you're all sat in your respective boxes, in your respective kind of who you are and what your personality is and what you're like. And when you make a massive shift like this, it will and does impact other people. And people, some people won't like it. They won't like the fact that I am now not the one who makes them feel better. Because often everyone else could not feel guilty about their drinking or not feel guilty about getting drunk because I had done it way worse and I was always the one that would drink the most and I was the one who could be guaranteed to be the most disorderly or whatever it was. And now that I care about myself and now that I don't drink and that I love myself and I treat myself nicely, people don't like that. And that for me is a really hard thing to to get my head around because you're doing something so massive and so hard. And and I'm not so much talking about my husband here. I mean, you will hear on our interview, you know, our thoughts on it, but like family members or other people, they won't even ask me. Like when I have eventually told them, they don't want to know. And that is really upsetting because like I said, I'm doing this big, hard thing that is like taking my oxygen away and and they don't like it. And that feels really, really upsetting and annoying. But in all the work I've done and all the work I continue to do, it's more about them than it is about me. And 
And I think often, and the very few people that I've told about not drinking, their reaction comes from their own thoughts and their own concerns. So I've had some people go, you weren't that bad. Um, I've had some people go, well, I always did think, you know, you're a bit much, FYI, none of those are helpful, by the way. Um, I had, like I said, some people who just won't even acknowledge the fact that I've done it. Um, And I think this comes from a few different things that A, people think I might be preachy about drinking. I'm absolutely not. Also, people can get a bit funny with me that some people that know who mention the word alcohol in something and then suddenly catch themselves as if to go, oh, I can't talk about it in front of Teresa. And although I would love to be in a world where this didn't exist, I know that is not real and not true. And and therefore, I don't want anybody else to change because of me. In fact, in one way, it helps that no one else changes because... When I see other people drink, when I hear about other people's relationship with alcohol, it reminds me that actually I had a problem and I have a problem because if I go to an event, I can watch how fast someone drinks their wine or whatever it is they've ordered and I am just gobsmacked that they haven't finished already and I know what it's like to want to have another and another and another. And like the thought that people go, oh no, I'm good. I don't want any more just blows my mind. So actually I'm not, I don't get triggered by that at all. I actually find it kind of not reassuring. I don't know what the word is, but I actually find it as a helpful reminder as to the fact that I have a problem and they don't, and that's okay. I guess other smaller changes are things like my skin cleared up. Not that I had terrible skin, but I definitely look brighter. My eyes look brighter. I managed to go to sleep at a decent time. I used to be in awe of people who had like a bedtime routine. I always had a morning routine, but I never had a bedtime routine because I would be getting drunk and therefore the routine would go out the window. So I actually get to sleep. I mean, we are literally in bed and asleep by like 9.30, something like that, because we get up so early. I get up and I'm able to get up and I feel good. And now, after a chunk of time, my focus came back, my motivation came back even stronger than I had it before. I set myself some really big challenges for the first quarter of this year from a business perspective, including getting this podcast done and and I've been really focused and I've been able to focus, concentrate on what I'm trying to do, whereas I just couldn't concentrate before. And in and in all honesty, I couldn't concentrate previously to that. I thought I could, but I couldn't. And I guess the biggest change of all is me. I, I am like a different human. I love myself. I love my life. I am so, so damn proud of myself for doing something so incredibly difficult. And I told someone the other week about the drinking and I shared with them how difficult it was. And they said to me, how do you feel now? And my reply was I could take on the fucking world because honestly, that's how I feel. I feel like there is nothing I can't do. There is no challenge that I can't rise to because I did the one thing that 
I honestly thought I could never do in a million years. I gave up the one thing that I was so addicted to and needed so much in my life. And I haven't had a drink for all that time. And I am quietly confident, although not arrogant, that I will never have a drink again. But I am confident because I have support around me. I have my therapist. I have all the tools I need. I do all the work. And honestly, this has changed my life. So if you are thinking that you want to change your relationship with alcohol, I don't want to pretend it's easy because it isn't. And I don't want to pretend that within a matter of days you will be bouncing out of bed, singing at the top of your voice, living the best life ever because that didn't happen for me. But is it worth all that hard work? Is it worth the many, many, many times of being angry and upset and sobbing. I just need a drink because if I can drink, I can breathe. It is one million percent worth every single second that I spent feeling like that in order to feel the way I feel today. To show up as a better parent, a better wife, a better friend, and a better person to myself and to love myself like I've never done before. If any of this has helped or resonated or just even giving you the slightest bit of inspiration, then please do come and let me know over on the Instagram account, Losing Part of Me. And I just want to remind you that I am sending you so much love. You've got this. <laughs>